0: You are locked out of the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member at MavsMoneyBall.com, and I am joined over the airwaves, the internets, by Bryce Patrick. What you got for me, Bryce? Oh, I got some
1: thoughts and some feelings and a lot of excitement about Luca being really good at basketball. And then a lot of sadness of how that game ended after it was so awesome for most of it.
0: So obviously today we're going to get into the Dallas Mavericks 112-114 to 114 loss to the Pelicans on the back of Anthony Davis's 48 points, 17 boards, four assists, two steals, two blocks, shooting 20 of 32 from the field, 62.5%, uh, hitting eight free throws and only taking two threes, and one of them was a desperation attempt at the end. Uh, he Seven <laughs> offensive rebounds, by the way and only committed three <laughs> fouls in one turnover. I mean, the dude is, and this is in 43 minutes, the dude is insane. And the Mavericks literally have no answer for him, and I feel like that's where it starts. The, I mean, the Mavericks, if they have a single answer for Anthony Davis, then this game is very different. And there are a lot of other things. We'll get into that for sure, but this is where I want to start.
1: Yeah, um, <clears throat> they had a couple of possessions where they, they did pretty well. Um, that last possession, that was I think it was just Barnes on AD, um and Barnes did a really good job and forced him to take that that terrible prayer of a shot, and I was like, yes, this is exciting. Way to go! That should
0: mean yeah, if well, you he, force him. He had he had Harrison Barnes on him, and he also had the shot clock on him too. That kind of helps. And you have two defenders like that, <laughs> a <laughs> well, physical he- defender and then a metaphorical defender
1: hey it still counts still still made him take a bad, bad shot and yeah you're talking about the offensive rebounds Julius Randall had five offensive rebounds Drew Holiday had four offensive rebounds it was just offensive rebound city and I feel like that was also a huge portion of this game besides the fact that Anthony Davis is a monster and no one can contain him
0: yes yes and you'd think that that's what Deandre Jordan should be there for is to get these offense to get the defensive rebounds and he got 11 of them but it's just it's not enough. He needs to be the complete answer for the Mavericks on on the, the glass and that's kind of an unfair place to put him but also if you're not going to do other things then, <laughs> then do that please. <laughs> that's kind of where I am with that. But man, they tried Maxie on him, they tried Deandre on him, like you said they tried Harrison Barnes on him in spots. It's just the guy doubles The doubles, Anthony the doubles Davis, worked ha- a little bit. Well, they, the doubles are going to work, but he's able, he's able actually, to pass out of those.
1: He wasn't he wasn't that great at passing out. He had let me go look at his assist numbers because I don't think there were anything. Uh, he had four assists, so that was a decent amount, but it wasn't like he's passing out to like a wide open shot most of the time, or like a really good setup to a basket.
0: Yeah, but it usually turns into a swing, like a swing pass. So you, you pass out yeah. of a double team, and then you that guy swings it to the guy that is actually open.
1: Oh, my gosh. Anthony Davis had just one turnover. Right, right. God.
0: That's just insane.
1: Okay, hold on. I'm going to read these other turnover numbers for their starters. Him, one. Randall, one. Miller, one. Frazier, one. Mm-hmm. Holiday, five. And nobody else on the team had more than one. They had 11 as a team, and the Mavs had 16.
0: You take care of the ball. That's That's definitely going to help. Yeah. For sure. So Anthony Davis is probably my my main reason. There's a lot of things the Mavericks did to give this game away, though. Uh, Free throws is the thing that's in my mentions the most right now. The Mavericks shot 23 of 33 from the line. That's just under 70%. Luka himself was 7 of 13. Uh, He's kind of the biggest culprit in the missing free throws. DeAndre missed 2. Barnes missed 1. Dwight Powell missed 1 before he fouled out of the game. Uh, Luka and his free throws is is kind of – a thing we it's not really a subject (laughs) it's just like not nothing we can talk about it's not like there's something he can do better it's just he's got to hit those and yeah
1: i mean last night he was 11 of 12 from the line and then like the night before he was something really really good and i feel like you're just gonna have off nights and and yeah yeah since we we love so much praise on luca this is this is something you gotta be like all right if you're hitting seven of ten from three Surely you can hit better than seven to thirteen from the free throw line.
0: Which is weird, right? It's just weird. Because yeah. usually we look at, at least from the draft side of it, we look at free throw percentage as an indicator of if this guy if this person is a good shooter. And yeah. for seeing the opposite of that, you know, him shooting 53% from the line and then, you know, 70% from three. <laughs> That's wild. It's just very backwards and very it's very confusing. Now he's now he is he's seventy five percent on the season. So it's kind of a, this is a game is kind of an anomaly. He's not like, you know, Dennis or Lonzo shooting free throws last season, where you're, you're just saying, "Dang it, man, guys shooting like sixty percent, fifty percent less than that." Uh, so he's not that. He's not DeAndre last year, but he's not DeAndre this year either.
1: <laughs> no. Yeah, De- Well, DeAndre was. Is kind of regressed now. I, I just went to go look it up because it no, was hitting like eighty. percent I'm, I'm going to push while. back on
0: that. He has not regressed at all. He's well, he's I, still you know, been way up, way up from the last I, year. Know, so we'll keep we'll take it. But he's he wasn't going to hold that eighty-five percent, eighty percent.
1: No, no, and I I wasn't going to like bash him on. He, he's at seventy-one percent right now, and if he can be around like sixty-five to seventy percent, that's all you really want because you just want him to not be a huge liability on free throw shooting. To where you can just hack a Jordan. Yeah, make two and thirds. Right around, just make two thirds. Yeah. yeah, if he's right around there, that's perfectly fine. But yeah, he's not gonna hit eighty percent and not gonna be your technical foul through foul show, foul <laughs> whatever. I can't say Man, voice. I should
0: go back and look and see when that technical free throw was and see what his free throw percentage is since then because I feel like <laughs> it, that's when it went down. <laughs> I'm gonna make a note of that.
1: That's I'm gonna that's going make- in my
0: ten things video, I think.
1: That would have been like three weeks ago, I think. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't know. All these, all these away games are running together. They need to be home more. I only <laughs> see them. Yeah. Can I we, never see them anymore. Can
0: we, the <laughs> can we make a petition for the Mavericks to play all their games at home?
1: Yeah, that would be nice. They, I think they, they'd they'll split the more. revenue
0: since they they sell out every game anyway. They'll split the revenue with all the. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, at least like two thirds. You know.
0: Yeah. So. Man, another road game for the Mavericks. Um, Bryce, when we come back, let's talk about the road. Let's talk about um, Luka. And then, of course, at the end, we're going to definitely break down and get into that final possession, that final play. So stick around when we come back. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about Luka. We'll talk about some good. All right, Bryce. So we mentioned Luka with his free throws, but he was – yeah, ten of sixteen from the field. Like you said, seven of ten from three, which is insane. I mean, when's the last time a Maverick hit seven threes? It's probably, man. It's probably Wes. Wes probably. Yeah, it's crazy. I'm sure people are pulling those stats up on Twitter right now. But 34 points for him, probably. uh, just two boards and three assists with uh with Dennis back being the point guard or being the primary offensive initiator there. But uh, what hey, do you think hey, about they've Luka? Got, they've,
1: got two, they've got two point
0: guards. Rick Carlisle wants you to know they've <laughs> got two point guards. <laughs> and, oh, Rick does love his two-point guard lineups.
1: Oh, yes, he does. My goodness.
0: So, but uh, Luca, I mean, man, just doing all the things that you basically want him to do. He, you ask yeah. him to be the scorer, he can be the scorer. You ask him to be the facilitator, he can be the facilitator. It's just how much more can we say about him? I've said enough. You can now say something about him.
1: I was just in awe that he – had this insane scoring performance when he's being guarded by one of the best perimeter defenders in the NBA in drew holiday drew was on him like all night almost every single possession they got drew holiday switched on him it's like he was like going to work on Etwan Moore or whoever else they had Solomon Hill no yeah no he was not working (laughs) Darius Miller um, and Frank Jackson. No, no, no. He was doing this on Drew freaking Holiday.
0: Which, by the I'm way...
1: Sure, was he first team all defense last year? If not, he should have been.
0: He was. I think he was either first or second. I'll have to fact check that. But by he's, the way, Derek Harper on the broadcast said that uh, Solomon Hill and Darius Miller were similar players. They shoot the three ball and they are known defensive stalwarts. Um, mm. Are we sure? Are we sure I, about that? I
1: think he's thinking of Wes Johnson.
0: Um, <laughs> oh, R.I.P. Wes Johnson. The former, hey, he's
1: still he's still alive and and kicking.
0: So, <laughs> but Luca Luca played well again, missed some free throws, but we still saw you know a ton out of him. What did you think about Dennis in his first game back? I thought he had some great moments. Obviously, we'll talk about the one at the very end. There's two moments at the very end that were big time ten percent negatives. If you know about my ten percent rule with West Matthews, I think it applies to Dennis today. But I thought he had some good plays. Thought he had some really good defensive plays. He he really is. Like, increasing his effort on defense. You can just tell. There's a play that um, my guy, Bo, who's been on the podcast before, tweeted out. And it's this Dennis play where I'm pretty sure he was out of position defensively. But he (laughs) guarded the ball when three different players had the ball. He came over to double. The ball, he got, uh, I think it was Anthony Davis. He then uh, threw a swing pass over through the left wing, and then they threw an entry pass into the post, and Dennis followed the ball through the whole thing and then got a block out of it. And you're just yeah. like, man, these, some of these plays probably drive a coach nuts, but then the end result happens, and you're like, okay, cool. We're, we're good with that. I, th- I think they counted
1: it as a steal because he, he had two steals yeah, he and, and no blocks tonight. But still, yeah, no, he had a fantastic game. He was tied for the team lead and assist with JJ and Maxie with four. Um, and he only had one turnover. Um, I thought he had really good decision making night. He was two for four from three wrist looked good. He looked confident in his shots. A lot of them were like, he had a couple, or I think one of the threes was a step back three. He just kind of rocked into it and you could yeah, tell it was on feeling the very end rhythm.
0: It was on the very end.
1: <laughs> that yeah.
0: Crazy step back three. That was man. Interesting. But, uh, but yeah, yeah. I thought his, his shot looked decent. Uh, I've gotten to watch most of the first quarter and most of the fourth quarter, but not in the middle, so we'll we'll talk about that later. But, um, yeah, good seeing Dennis back. Uh, glad to have him. What did you think about the decision to put him back into the starting lineup right away? Uh, and kind of now it seems like Brunson has completely fallen out of the rotation when Dennis is back or even when the bench is playing well.
1: Yeah, uh, I like it. Um, I, just cause I want to see, and I know that Carlisle wants to see like how this lineup fits together and just how Luca and Dennis play together. Cause that's, that's the whole big question right now. And I think Carlisle has been informed about the, the trade rumors. And honestly, I, I'm at a point where I don't want to trade Dennis right now. I feel like it's, it's kind of, it's way too early, um, he's missed like 10 games and he's also only 21 and this is, he's played like what, 20, 30 games with Luca and that's a hard fit to, to find. And he's finally like turning a corner defensively and starting to look like a pretty different player than, than what he looked like last year. And I'm really intrigued by it. And so I feel like it's, it's cut and bait way too early if they decide to trade him, unless they're going to get something that's like a really, really valuable piece, someone that's young that you can add to the core build around and that would fit well with Luca because if you if you get rid of Dennis then you're just entirely all right everything's going around Luca no matter what else happens everything has to fit with him perfectly
0: otherwise you're out I mean I don't see any problem with that no I'm just kidding. <laughs> no I'm just kidding <laughs>
1: I mean if you want to do that then that that's your prerogative and I I think that'd be okay I mean he's a really good player and he's really young and he's already at such a high level but still it feels a little like you've got this young piece you tanked so hard to get Dennis you were so happy when you trick the Knicks into drafting Frank, but I don't know. I'm it, not a GM, so yeah.
0: Well, it's the, it's the, it's the sad part of the, the business part. Cause we still, we still love Dennis. We still hope that he becomes you know, a good player and love seeing the, you know, the effort, like I said, that he's been showing on defense and trying to change his game and trying to play off ball a little bit. You mentioned the Carlisle comment and he kind of clapped back at a reporter who was asking about, you know, Dennis playing off the ball and he, Clap back at them saying something of the effect to that we have to stop saying that you know Dennis is, you know, playing off the ball or that he's being pushed off the ball. You know, we have two point guards, and that was you know what you said earlier. We have these two point guards and they're both out there initiating offense and running <laughs> And so yeah, it's true, but Dennis is getting pushed <laughs> off the ball a little bit. There's I think both things are true. You know, we can say that they're both point guards, but we can also say that Dennis needs to learn how to play off the ball on offense more. I think definitely both of those things are true.
1: Yeah, I mean, Lucas playing off ball too. Like you literally you're only having one person initiate the offense. Like that's usually how it works. Like yeah, you might like swing it around, but the, there's only one player who's starting the play with the ball in their hand. That's how plays work, Rick. So Yeah, I've never seen that. I've
0: never seen the two-person double assist before where two guys have their hands on the ball and I think yeah, they call Luca, that the, the reverse Luca space jam. And,
1: yeah, um, so Rick's gonna try something new with with Luca and Dennis holding hands and dribbling with each hand together because they're both two point guards. He wants you to make sure you know that
0: it's like a three legged race where they tie their their, their <laughs> inside <laughs> legs together and then they have to uh, both touch the ball at the same time. Meanwhile, Rick is just screaming through a megaphone at the TV: 2 point guards, two point guards!" <laughs> <laughs> While he's secretly subbing in JJ for West Matthews or Harrison Barnes. <laughs> Got to get Fine. all three in there. All right, but what did you think about the uh, the starting lineup? I thought that they moved the ball well. Starting lineup with Dennis, Luca, uh, Maxi, Harrison Barnes, and DeAndre Jordan. Uh, they they did not go down very you know very quickly, which is a good sign. It seems like the uh, the Mavericks when they try a new starting lineup, it just sort of goes down the tubes either really really fast or they play decently. And so this this lineup looked looked pretty good. You had a couple answers there for for Anthony Davis and Julius Randle. Now, they did not work. Julius Randle finished with 22 <laughs> and 12. Anthony Davis finished with 48 and 17 like we said, but they did play against that bench unit a lot. And so some of those points came against, you know, Dwight Powell, Dirk, you know, off the bench. So there there is a big portion of that that can be set can be uh, attributed to to playing against the bench. But I thought the starting lineup looked good. I thought it was was a good look, and they all finished pretty much all – they all finished positive except for Harrison Barnes, who was a, a zero. But uh, Maxi was plus five. DeAndre was plus four. Luka was plus four. Dennis Jr. was plus six. And uh, I thought that was good stuff from them.
1: Yeah, I think Maxie did a really good job of, on Julius Randle. I mean, Randle did have 22 points, but he also played 38 minutes, and he was 9 of 19 from the field. Um, so it wasn't necessarily a very efficient night for him. Um and Maxi's still doing this on a bum toe. I talked to him at the last game, and he's like, "Yeah, the, the toe is just like not gonna get better until there's like an extended period of rest, and like uh, not really gonna get that because they kind of need it right now." Did he? Um, did you look at it? Yeah it it doesn't look as bad as it used to. Um, but it's still like, <clears throat> it was nice. He said it was good to have a couple days off at Christmas time. And, um, something else interesting he said, cause his shot looked a lot better the last home game when he was starting and it looked a little better, uh, this time than it has, uh, before. Um, but he said whenever he's in the starting lineup, um, his shot feels a lot better cause he's, he's using his legs a lot more in his shot than he was, uh, before he changed it over the summer. And so when he's starting, he's able to like keep his legs fresh and, um, and so when he's doing that and he's still warmed up, then his legs are all the way in his shot and he doesn't regress to bad habits as well. It's something he's trying to fix. It's not like this is always going to be a thing. But for right now, his shot looks a lot more
0: confident and a lot
1: more like he wants it to um, when he's in the starting lineup.
0: So the toe is affecting this whole change that he's made because we've talked about the this big change a lot with him.
1: Yeah, Um, I think the toe is a little bit of it. I think it's also just the staying loose and whatever and, you know, just getting reps. There hasn't been, I mean, a whole, there's been a decent amount of reps, but there hasn't been a whole lot of reps. And when you change your shot, it just takes some time. So I'm a believer in Maxi Cleva and I'm a believer in his shot and his ability to be a, a decent three point shooter.
0: I've been a believer in Maxi Cleva since day one, first, first day of training camp last season. Oh wow! When he first came in, when he first came in, when well, we didn't even know if he was gonna make the team, I saw him shoot around. I saw him in preseason, and I was like, "He's he's for real. He's legit. He's gonna make the team." And since then, I've been the maxi stan. Uh, also, I've been the biggest proponent of the conspiracy that he is Dirk Nowitzki's illegitimate son.
1: <laughs> Dirk had a kid, like. 12 or 14 it'd be
0: 14 or 15 14. he's a young up and coming right. i do, do i have to redo rehash this again he's a young no, no, no. up and coming budding you know star in germany playing handball playing soccer playing basketball
1: oh i'm, I'm a member of the croon squad i i know the. i know the story
0: <laughs> he has a love affair over the summer it's just a spring fling a, a you know summer love affair sometimes you just get carried away and you know she uh she didn't want to rely on him she didn't want to to embarrass him or ruin his career. And so she kept it from him and they haven't told Dirk yet. And Dirk still doesn't know (laughs) he's made his, he's made his way to the Mavericks. He explained everything to Donnie Nelson and Donnie Nelson. Now he, he learned about it and he was like, all right, let's just, let's bring you on. Let's make up some (laughs) injuries so that you don't get drafted. And so you don't get drafted for a little while. I will, we'll put you on with your, your dad. And he just doesn't know how to tell Dirk yet. (laughs)
1: The two defensive Wizards. They combined for six blocks the other day. So that was great. <laughs> I, I know tried what, to ask Dirk about what, it, and he's like, oh, no, it's, it's just strips. And I'm like, come on, Dirk. He's like, oh, yeah. I told him they were the defensive Wizards of Würzburg. And he's like, oh, yeah, that's us.
0: <laughs> when uh, when Max got a block early in the first quarter, Derek Harper said, he's got seven blocks in two games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he had six blocks the other night. <laughs> Oh, man. All right. So uh, let's take a break. When we come back, let's just break down this last play. I want to talk all about this last play. Lots of people are saying lots of things about it, and I want to talk about it coming up next. All right, Bryce. So the final play goes down. There's four seconds left. The Mavericks are down 114 to 112, which obviously ends up being the final score. And they set up this play. They have Dennis Smith Jr., in uh out of bounds towards the side on the uh the sideline closest to the camera. So if you're looking at the the court, the basket's to the left, Dennis Jr. is closest to you, and the rest of the team is in you know kind of a diamond formation where you have Maxie right in front of Dennis, you have Harrison Barnes over across the court parallel to Maxi. You have uh, DeAndre standing at the nail, which is right at the free throw line, and then you have Luca way in the backcourt on the other side. He's about three-fourths court. Down to the other basket, and so they start the play, and they run. Harrison Barnes runs straight to the to the uh, the strong side corner. Maxi Kleba runs straight to the weak side corner. Dennis throws the ball into DeAndre. Then Luca starts running up, and it looks like he's gonna run this like uh, this straight run through play that they've done several times this season, where the player gets a, a handoff, whether it's Dennis, whether it's uh, JJ Barea. They've done this a lot. Um, I think it's Tim I think Tim Cato did a piece about this uh, it's called a pitch and so they, they get the guy you know running with a full head of steam they run through and they just do a little handoff to him and pitch it to him so he can get some momentum and then he goes straight into the paint and it's really hard for a defender to, to try and switch onto a guy that's already you know running full speed ahead especially JJ bray who's really shifty as it is so they run this and Dennis Smith Jr. throws the, the inbound to DeAndre. DeAndre pitches it back to him and then sets a pick for Solomon Hill, who's guarding Dennis Smith Jr. on the inbound. Dennis then gets Anthony Davis switched on him. Of all people, Anthony Davis, who's the longest <laughs> the longest guy maybe in the NBA. And so now he has two, just about three seconds left after he, he gets this ball back. So he gets the ball back. He, he dribbles. He takes two dribbles to the right, and then Luka just stops. Luca stops and he looks back at the bench. Now, this is the part of the play where we just don't know what's going on here or what happened here. But the play ends. Dennis with Junior crosses back over. He drives into the paint and he gets a uh, a floater and it's just as soon as he lets it go that the buzzer goes off. It did not get off in time. Everybody knew it. Luca <laughs> looks off into the distance and uh shares a few American English swear words that he has learned. And gets pretty upset about it. The game ends. The Mavericks lose. Dennis looks pretty distraught about it. And, man, this whole play to me, and I just wanted to to explain the whole thing all the way through because I found it so fascinating. Just every single part of this play, I'm definitely going to do a video about it. So you can check that out on my YouTube channel. Um, It should be up tomorrow. But, so... (laughs) This, I have, I have one correction
1: to make. I have Go one ahead. correction to make. You're talking about Luca using the English swears that he uses. I, I have it on good authority that when Luca swears on the court, he's swearing in Serbian.
0: Then the F word is definitely in Serbian. Because <laughs> I'm not the best lip reader, but I know I know an F bomb when I see it. Because that was <laughs> that was straight F. That was straight up. Um so this play. Do you think Luka was being used as a decoy? Because here's the reports. I'll just share the reports real quick. From Tim McMahon of ESPN, I'm told the idea was to have Luka Doncic, who originally lined up in the backcourt, serve as a decoy to open up the floor. Pelicans denied him with Drew Holiday, their best defender, creating a four-on-four situation. Dennis Smith Jr. just didn't get the shot off in time. However... Bobby Carralla of Mavs.com said Luca wasn't a decoy. It was meant to run up and take that Luca was meant to run up and take the handoff, but Holiday face guarded him in the backcourt. Another timeout could have helped them, but alas, which I'm not sure is a good excuse at all. Then Chuck Kuberstein says no decoy. They wanted to get it to him with a running start, but New Orleans played it right by putting Holiday right in his face, never letting him get the ball. Okay, so with that, (laughs) I'm watching it right here.
1: Absolutely zero.
0: <laughs> Drew Holiday is right in Luca's face, but Luca fakes and goes and and like kind of runs back. Something happened with the play. something happened where either Luca was being a decoy and so he did the fake on purpose, but he sort of like as soon as Dennis takes the ball, dribbles two dribbles to the right Luca kind of throws his hands up a little bit sort of to say, You know, what happened, it's very slight, it's very, very slight, but he throws his hands up, he looks back at the bench, Dennis then crosses over with 1.8 seconds left, drives into the paint, and that extra dribble that Dennis takes, right there, boom, like I'm watching, (laughs) you guys can't see it, but Dennis crosses back over, takes an extra dribble, hesitates, then goes into the paint, and that extra dribble no. Took the time off the clock that he couldn't get the shot off. I think if he wouldn't have taken that, that extra dribble, I think he would and just gone straight could, forward. I think he if, would have gotten the shot off.
1: If he could have had it, or if he just pulled up for a mid-range, but then, then AD would have been in his face. My thought is, the second you get Anthony Davis switched on to you, you say, okay, maybe I should pick on literally anybody else. Literally anybody else. Throw it to Maxie for a jump. Throw it to... Harrison Barnes for a contested jumper. Like, literally give the ball to anybody else because they don't have any other good defenders on their team besides AD and Drew Holiday. There's no one else on the floor where you're like, Ugh, I don't want to take a shot against them. Well, yeah, Anybody you... else, yes, give me a shot against them to win the game all day, every day. Give it to Barnes. Barnes is open and cutting towards you. He could have hit a three or contested mid-range shot. You know, what? I'd take that over trying to take the best defender of the league off the bounce
0: and this is the thing with Dennis that we've talked about before where Dennis does as much as he can to avoid contact the both teams were in the bonus he could have gotten a foul I think pretty easily in this play because this is a very quick you know bang bang kind of play where Luca or uh, not Luca Dennis had Anthony Davis on his heels if he would have just pulled up like you said I'm pretty sure Anthony Davis would have fouled him or Dennis could have drawn a foul in some way um, so there's there's a couple options there but Man, okay. Did you think that Luca was a decoy?
1: No, no. There's no way you could, a guy who's having that good of a game scoring, you're going to let him go be a decoy. I would have thought they would have, like, I don't know, run a, a three point play, try and get the win and not suffer overtime. But that's just me. Should have gotten Jalen Brunson in there to be the inbounds passer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Jalen Brunson, just for the one play. Does, he, does it count as a minute that he played if, he, if that's the only four seconds he plays?
1: <laughs> it would. It would. Also, I feel like don't have DeAndre out there. Have Dirk out there. Why not? Like, all DeAndre is going to be doing is setting a pick.
0: Well, Dirk can set in, a pick. In, in these situations, I can see DeAndre being out there because you need a really good pick in this situation.
1: Yeah, but also, like, it's Dirk. Dirk is also, if you want a decoy, that's the greatest decoy of all time. Number (laughs) seven all-time on the all-time scoring list, soon to be six. One of the greatest scorers in NBA history. Known for making a few clutch shots in his day. I mean, why the heck
0: not? I'm looking when the last time Dirk played in these games. Because Dirk is, it's an interesting, you know, situation now because you can't, like Dirk needs this whole, he has this whole routine that he has to play in order to just even get in there and play. And he looks, he looks pretty good tonight. Um, he had, he, did. he played he had eleven points. Yeah, he played eleven minutes. He had eleven points. He was four or seven from the field. Uh, he had two free throws. He had that and one, which was awesome. It's the and one bank this, shot.
1: <laughs> yeah, he had this little stretch where, like, within like thirty seconds, he had five points. Like, he had this. Yeah, uh, this this jumper over. I forgot who it was. This guy who looked like he was five nine, <laughs> I think and it was just Frank trying Jackson. to like just like praying, just putting his hands up, like, oh no, what am I gonna do? There's nothing I can do. And Dirk's like, I literally can't even see you there. And then the uh, JJ Barea got a steal um, when they were inbounding the ball right off of that make. And Dirk's standing the, over on on the right wing. He's like raising his hands and hopping up, like, hey, look, I'm wide open. Passes it to him, drains the shot. Everyone goes wild. There's actually a lot of people yelling for Dirk um in the uh Smoothie King Arena which I thought was was pretty neat.
0: Do you, uh, Dirk checked out with 8 minutes and 11 seconds left in the fourth quarter. So sitting on the bench for that long, I don't know. I think he I think he could have sent him back out there. I think I'm yeah. with you. I think I'm with you. I would have loved to see Dirk out there as the either screen setter and he could have popped out and I could have created more space in the lane.
1: If if you ran a Luka pick and pop with Luca and Dirk Ugh. and one of them hit the 3 to win the game. I would have burst out into tears.
0: All of Dallas just, a fact. just lost their I'm still, minds.
1: I'm still waiting for the first pick and roll with Dirk and Luca. I'm waiting.
0: Yeah, we I haven't seen Luka, we haven't I, seen many Dirk and Luca minutes at all. Do
1: I we... told Dirk I, I told I told Luca, I'm like I'm waiting for that. They're all waiting for it. When when it happens, they're going to lose their freaking minds. Everybody in the AAC is going to collectively poop their pants and start <laughs> wailing.
0: They're gonna itch their pants. All right, there we go. That's the uh, that's the game. And uh, man, there's just a whole lot of stuff in it. But we wanted to break down that play. Talk about Dennis. Talk about Luca. Talk about Dirk. Uh, Harrison Barnes. We haven't mentioned him. He uh, 21 points tonight. He got to the free throw line six times, which is massive for him. Yeah. Uh, Seven of 18 from the field. 18 shots. That's a ton of shots, man. Yeah. Yeah, that was a lot. That is a lot of shots. Uh, anyone else in this game we need to mention Dwight Powell fouled out. Some people are calling for Dwight Powell to be traded. Uh okay.
1: <laughs> Why? That's silly. Uh yeah, I gotta I gotta shout out a Maya Culpa on uh DeAndre. I, I tweeted out there's this play. It looked from from first look, um Kirk has since corrected me. Um
0: <laughs> as Kirk <laughs> is first, known to do.
1: Yeah, from from first look it looked like DeAndre was trying to steal a rebound from Luca, but he was and um and it ended up going to Anthony Davis, who Hit a shot that uh, DeAndre did not contest as much as he should have, which that part I will not apologize for. But, but the the rebound, it was just bad luck. Um, DeAndre was kind of falling, and Luca was off balance too. It was just kind of bad luck that it skirted away from him. So, so my bad, DeAndre, on that. Um, he did have a lot of good effort on on defense tonight. He had four blocks, and right from the get go, he was really engaged on defense, and that that really made a difference. Um, less so down the stretch, but I. I I mean, when Anthony Davis is hitting all these contested turnaround fadeaway shots, it's just like, well, why do I stick my hand up anyway? He's going to make it no matter what. (laughs) So shout out to DeAndre for the defensive effort tonight.
0: I did see his hand go up several times. And once on help defense late in the game, which is just helpful. Yeah,
1: yeah. He brings it late in the game, and props to him for that. And props for the four blocks. Love for more four block games. That'd be pretty neat.
0: There you go. All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening to Locked On Mavs. We'll be back tomorrow. We'll be back uh, on Monday. We'll be back on Monday, depending on when you're listening to this. Tomorrow could be the next day, whatever. But we'll be back on Monday, Isaac and I. And uh, thanks so much for listening to Locked On Mavs. Peace out. Boom. 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 No, boom is my
1: thing.
0: (laughs) You You don't get to say boom.